taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. As you know, it's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's a motherfucking fade podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any of the goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Heart Studios, Baltimore City. What in the fuck is up? I just want to make one thing uh, clear to uh, to our listeners. We're recording this right now on a Sunday morning, yeah. uh, a Sunday at 8.43 <laughs> AM very dedicated uh, football yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So this is how committed we are uh to this program. Yeah. So uh, you're welcome. Listen, you're welcome. We don't have to do this shit. We're doing it for you. Uh, yeah, we do it uh, for the love of the game. Is uh isn't that a movie? For the love of the game? Yeah. Sounds like a movie. Probably. Probably should be one if it's not. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a movie called For the Love of the Game. Yeah. All right. We aren't going to waste any fucking time. We're going to jump right into the shits and before we truly get going, uh I've got a state uh, a bit of a correction uh, for, for whatever reason last week uh, when we were talking about the mo- movies coming out I somehow forgot uh, to mention that uh, Rambo First Blood or Last Blood I'm sorry First Blood that was like 30 years ago uh, Last Blood uh, is uh, dropping dropped this last Friday um, yeah so you know I forgot we forgot to talk about uh, how Sylvester Stallone's slinging it one one last time yeah, uh, what does he do after this? Because uh, like he's had a lot of interesting appearances in movies mm-hmm. over the past couple of years. Like he was in Guardians of the Galaxy two, right, as a commander of the, um, I forget what that fleet was. Uh, that that few, matter. Yeah. But you know, little small roles here and there. Yeah. Um, but now we know this is it for Rambo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Terminator is is. Schwarzenegger still gonna is he gonna do another one after this upcoming Terminator movie? I, I don't see him slowing down. Yeah, it looks like there's no some more opportunity there. Yeah, no reason to slow down. But uh, anyway, I, I definitely am excited to see uh, Last Blood. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't care either way. It's it's fine. I, I know it's not gonna be incredible. I know it's not gonna win a fucking Oscar. It's not gonna blow my mind. Yeah, you just got to do it. Yeah, one last time. Um, all right. Also coming out last week that I somehow forgot to mention was uh, Zeroville from. Um, uh, James Franco uh, is basically just uh, I don't know some sort of Hollywood movie. it doesn't fucking matter whatever <laughs> let's, let's proceed um, okay coming out um, this week uh, starting with theaters is uh, uh, abominable abominable that abominable is, yeah there's yeah there's certain words mm-hmm. I just it's a tricky I struggle one. with yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a very confusing word um, okay uh, this is a uh, animated film uh, read you the description uh, after discovering a yeti on the roof of her apartment building teenage ye and her two friends embark on epic quest to reunite the magical creature with his family but to do so they must stay one step ahead of a wealthy financier uh, and a determined zoologist who want to capture the beast for their own gain um, yeah okay uh I'll watch it with my daughter. Yeah, is that what you say for every animated film? Yes. <laughs> it's that one hour uh, of of peace and quiet yeah. at night. That's that's uh, it's so important as a parent. You're just like, yeah, let me put on whatever show or movie. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'll throw that on for. Her. Fair enough. All right. Uh, then also coming out uh, is the day shall come, which uh, stars uh, Anna Kendrick. 
uh, as well as a few other people's. Uh, also, uh, Danielle Brooks, who uh, who's in um, Orange is the New Black. Uh, and then a few other people like Jim Gaffigan, um, uh, uh, as well as uh, Dennis O'Hare. Um, uh, this film is uh, is about an impoverished preacher who brings hope to the Miami uh, projects. Uh, is offered cash to save his family from eviction. Uh, he has no idea his sponsor works for the FBI, and the FBI plans on turning him into a criminal by fueling his revolutionary dreams. Very interesting film. I remember watching the trailer for this. I don't know if we. I don't think we talked about it, but um, no, I don't think we talked about this. Yeah, one. it looked very fucking interesting. Uh, it's kind of like a comedy slash thriller uh, Anna Kendrick and Jim Gaffigan yeah that works somehow An that works underwhelming team that no, somehow yeah uh, that, that this this that. actually does sound pretty interesting I think both of them are really good at their craft I think uh, Anna Kendrick she's she's somebody who I think Hollywood did push on us in terms of like she's in everything and you have to like her wasn't she yeah. in that like singing movie or yeah something pitch like perfect that? yeah yeah fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time like you know her performance in uh, the accountant with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like I've yet to see. By the way. Oh I'm shit. To see it. Yeah. You I've heard, I've heard it's movie. like on Jason Bourne level, yes. Bond level. Yes. Um, it, it was like underwhelming, but still <laughs> spot on. Yeah. Well, that's the, clearly going to be the. Uh, the 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 title of this episode <laughs> underwhelming, underwhelming. <laughs> but uh, okay. Uh, also coming out is uh, Judy uh, with. Um, uh, starring um, uh, Renee Zellweger, uh, thirty years after starring in The Wizard of Oz, a beloved actress uh, and singer Julie Garland arrives in London to perform sold-out shows uh, at the Talk uh, of the Town nightclub. While there, she reminisces with friends and fans, uh, and begins a whirlwind romance with musician uh, Mickey Deans, her soon-to-be fifth husband. Um, I don't know. This kind of looked interesting, to to be perfectly honest. Uh, I'm not a big Renee Zellweger fan. I'm I'm not as down on her, I think, as uh, as a lot of other people are. But uh, <laughs> people are down on Renee they, they, Zellweger. They are. They are. You're always down on her. You're like, uh, she's got the face. She's and, got the squishy yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't I don't think that bad of her. But I have a I have a soft spot for her because you know who can. Uh, who can't love? What's that movie she did with Jim Carrey? Uh, uh, me, myself, and Irene. Me, myself, and Irene. Yeah, you know, she's still in the green. Right? <laughs> she hasn't ventured off into the red yet. Nah. Uh, but you know, she's got the squishy face. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, and then uh, rounding out our theater experiences uh, this coming week uh, is the film um, *Prey*, which is uh, about a bloodthirsty jungle creature terrorizes a young man and is mysterious. And a mysterious woman on a seemingly idyllic uh, island. Um, doesn't really have anybody in it that I think uh, would be worth mentioning. Um, uh, okay. Good luck to that movie. <laughs> Whoever worked on that project won't get my yeah, money. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I always feel bad because uh, a lot of times we just talk about national films uh, that are opening and then we don't talk about necessarily films. That, and I, I, I think this is opening nationally. I, I, I can't remember. Um uh, but uh, we don't talk about some of like the, the like the B movies that might be playing at like select theaters and shit like that. Every now and then, I, I will talk about it because it's something that of note that I that I personally you know 
uh, would care to watch. But man, a majority of the time, it's just yeah. Sometimes it's just hard. Yeah, like, especially when you see the trailer, and uh, you're, you're like, just like, ah, there's know, there, nothing there, about this. There's that's a appealing. reason why this <laughs> this movie was put in just a few theaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let, let's talk about streaming. Uh, what's coming out on streaming this week? Um, let's start off with Hulu. Uh, it's it's uh, fucking season uh, or um, what do they call it? Fall season lineup. Yeah. Wait, what is, what is the, uh, uh, fall, fall season lineup. Yeah. I think that's it. I think no, that's, that's the catchphrase or fall. Premiere season. It's pipe. No, pilots. No, pilot seasons. It's, pilot season. It's, that's sort of mixed into it too, but I, I can't find I, the fucking I do word I'm looking for. I want to um, throw this out there. Okay. My, how the tide has changed. Hmm. All right. The wind is blowing in a different direction. What the fuck are you writing a sonnet? Like what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? A, a couple weeks ago, right? Conversations around Hulu were, nah, Hulu, yeah. Now, with Disney Plus, right? Yeah. You said a few weeks ago. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, no, because we've been knowing, knowing about the uh, uh By Disney a few, I mean like eight. <laughs> <laughs> right? By a few, I mean three months ago. <laughs> Conversations around yeah. Hulu were like, yeah. Then Disney announced did the Disney Plus, which include, includes Hulu Plus and ESPN Plus and all of Disney's catalog. And now we're like, Yo, Hulu's the shit. Yeah. Hulu's like that girl in high school that you were like, yeah, she just, fuck her, right? <laughs> and then you see her a couple years later, you're like, yo, she's yeah, bad she's doing, she's doing some things. She came up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, uh, of course, Hulu's a little different than other streaming platforms in that um, they have uh, 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 partnerships and they license out to show shows that, on TV that are on TV right now. Um, and, uh, and so when they premiere on, on television, like a day or two later, I, I, I do believe they premiere also on Hulu. So we're just going to run through the list of all the shows that are, are premiering this. Uh, and I think it's a good way to kind of talk about some of the shows that are, uh, that are, that are returning either for, uh, new seasons or, uh, or, or shows just are premiering, uh, period. Yeah. Uh, give us the hot shit. Yeah. Uh, so first off, uh, we've got. That. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of lame. I, I just I just, I just kind of sped by it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll edit this out. Yeah. Even though we whoever's listening uh, likely already heard it, we're gonna edit it. Still, <laughs> we will not edit it at all. It's staying in. All right. Uh, uh, give us the hot shit. We've got a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this guy, you don't you don't quit on a joke. You just you're very no, no. committed. Yeah, if if you were right to force it co- down your throat you, like Anna Kendrick. Yikes! Uh, I mean, what the fuck that means? But yeah, like, we, we talked about it earlier. She was kind of forced on us with the whole. Oh, that's okay. That's yeah. true. Okay, I thought you were going in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we've got a uh, Blackish uh, premiering with its sixth season. Um, it's it's crazy that this show's uh, lasted this long. Um, but it's it's a fantastic fucking show. Uh, love it. Um, we've got uh, Bless This Mess, season uh, two premiere, uh, Emergence, uh, the series premiere, um, Empire, season six premiere, hopefully the final series. Yeah, season I think it is the final. Yeah. Uh, then we have the, the spinoff of Blackish, which is a uh, mixed-ish uh, premiering as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, Word? <laughs> it's basically about, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Blackish, but um, uh, uh uh, Tracy uh, Tracy Ellis Ross Ellis Ross uh, her character I Tr- love Tracy um, Ellis Ross by the dude. way dude incredible woman incredible um, incredible very talented um, uh, but her character uh, uh, I, I believe she's called Rainbow on, on the show 
damn, what's her actual name? Um, now, Bo. Oh, I guess uh, Dre calls her Bo, um, but her I guess full name is Rainbow. Um, so her character is from a mixed family background, and throughout the course of the black uh, blackish, it, you know, they've you know some of her family's members have come in and out. So, uh, so now this is essentially just like a spinoff of that, showing almost like um, I'm sure you don't watch it, but uh, Big Bang, uh, Big Bang Theory had Young Sheldon. Yeah. Yeah, so this is essentially Something, the yeah. same thing, um, but with uh, with Blackish. Um, we have Amsterdam season two, The Connors season two. Hey, shout out to Fabe. Uh, I didn't. I never like to admit when he's right, but he was fucking right. Not yeah, that the, he was partially right. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I recall the conversation, we were talking about whether the the Connors would survive without uh, Roseanne, and I said definitively not. That uh, that it would have a few episodes and then they drop it. You know. Um, but uh, but here they are in, in season two. Um, so Fabe was at least partially right uh, about that. I don't think it's a hit. Yeah, I don't remember what my prediction was. I probably said they're going to cancel it, um, or at least they should. But uh, I do remember Fabe saying, like, no, this show could live without Roseanne. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were he, right. He's right. Uh, a broken clock's right at least two times a day. So there you go. <laughs> uh, you got the Resident season three premiere. Uh, this is us season four premiere. Uh, I can't sit there that show. I tried to. Uh, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, how much sadness can you watch? For I don't know. Four seasons. I don't just... know, dude. And and this dude's been dying for like the last like ten seasons uh, on this show. Yeah, no, uh, every other episode, like the main, what's his name? I forget what his name is, but um, um, uh, he's like one of he's like the main character, the main dude on the show, and they've been hinting that he's gonna be dying, and it's like yo. When does he die? Like, yeah. just let him die. Like, it's over. <laughs> um, I've seen a half episode of this show, and yeah. it, for me, was unbearable. <laughs> um, so, four seasons. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to them. Yeah. yeah. Somehow they, they made that uh, last for a lot longer than it should have. Um, Chicago Fire. There's a lot of Chicago shows. I don't know why everybody's so obsessed with Chicago. Yeah, Chicago Fire. Chicago PD. Season 8 premiere. Chicago uh, uh, Med. Season 5 premiere. Chicago PD. Season 7 premiere. Who's watching this? Um, okay, you have. I think that I think there's got to be a, some kind of conspiracy there because we we all know Chicago PD, <laughs> Chicago Fire Department, uh, pretty much anyone who works for the government in Chicago, they're all <laughs> fucking crooks and criminals. <laughs> so they're like, we need a lot of TV a shows branding, to yeah, paint yeah. a different yeah. picture because <laughs> we're still we're still out here doing illegal shit. Yeah. We just need <laughs> some cover, <laughs> a, a really good Hollywood actor to come and make us look good. Um, all right, you have a Modern Family season eleven premiere. Uh, I think the final season of Modern Family, so it's uh, the end of an institution uh, for for ABC. With that, um, yes. where does Sofia Vergara go from here? Anywhere she wants. Uh, she's still beautiful. Yeah. Um, School season two premiere. Uh, single Parents season two premiere. South Park season fucking twenty three premiere. Holy shit. Somehow they're still doing it, and the show's still good. Yeah, still funny. I, I never really took a likening to uh, to South Park. Uh, some jokes here and there, but not really. South Park has always like pushed the limits, right? Yeah, or go, sometimes cross them, right? <laughs> I um, think they make a habit of crossing yeah. them. Yeah, and I think the show does so well because it it's feeding from reality, right? Things that's happening now, and there's always more shit happening, especially especially now. Like I can imagine the last few years uh of South Park and Trump's presidency. Yeah, have been just... some of the most interesting. Yeah. Um 
Shout out to yeah, South Park. Yeah, I mean, I Who's I the think, creator of South Park again? And then like, uh, uh, it's two dudes. I forget their name because I remember they came out with the movie Basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which uh, was uh, not good. Yeah, it was not good. Just stick to South Park. It was Park. not good, but it was still surprisingly memorable. It's memorable because it was that stupid. Yeah. Um, kind of like Dude Where's My Car? More or less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, hey, shout out to Ashton Kutcher. We were talking about him. Yeah, yesterday. we talked yeah, about yeah. him last time. Uh, yeah, shout out Ashton. Um, yeah. Come on the show. <laughs> you're not yeah, doing much yeah, else. Yeah, right? yeah, you're not doing anything right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we got Stumptown. <laughs> Stumptown series premiere. The Goldbergs. This I do want to watch. Stumptown. No, Stumptown. It, looks, it looks stupid. Oh, wait, no, no. With Colby Smolders. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, no, actually, it doesn't look good. It no, doesn't so look good. It looks stupid. I, it looks good to me because I'm like familiar with Portland. The show's based in Portland. Uh, okay. So like I remember watching the trailer and it looks some like of the places. Some of the places look familiar. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And like it's always fun to watch a show like you know like House of Cards, right? Being filmed in primarily DC and Baltimore. Yeah, and yeah. And being able to watch that show and like, oh, I know that place. Or, I'm yeah. Into that bar. This yeah. show is gonna give me that experience. I don't know why that means anything to us. It's not like. Hey, here's a place that I'm familiar with. I wasted money there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like, I don't know why it's meaningful. Fuck does it meaningful. But it's like nostalgic, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I met that girl there. I fucked her that night. Yikes. Okay. Well, that's that's a whole different thing. So that's a, it's, it's a very yeah. Portland. Thing. <laughs> For you, maybe. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have uh, the Goldbergs season seven premiere. Uh, the Mass Singer season two premiere. Somehow this show is continuing. I don't know why. Um, a Million Little Things, season two premiere, Grey's Anatomy, season 16. Just please put Grey's Anatomy please, out of its misery. Um, just kill everybody. Please. Uh, just make it one grand finale. Just everybody get dies in like a fucking gas leak explosion or something. <laughs> um, How to Get Away with Violent. Murder, season six premiere. I believe this is also the last season uh, for How to Get Away with Damn, AMC. Uh, AMC. ABC's losing uh, a lot of shit this year. Um, not shit that I necessarily watch, but uh, but they're losing some shit. Um, Law and Order SVU season twenty one premiere, uh, Perfect Harmony C- series premiere, Sunnyside series premiere, uh, Superstore season season five premiere. I actually want to watch this show. Very interesting. Superstore. Yeah, it's a show on NBC. Um, the Good Place season four premiere, the final season of Good the Good Place. Excellent show. I definitely recommend it to anybody out there who's looking for sort of like an office, uh, Parks and Rec replacement. This is definitely the, uh, the, and it's from the same creator, Michael Schur. And, um, and, and uh, what, who, uh, and Michael Schur played. Parks and Rec. Um, yeah, he played uh, the. He played uh, Dwight's, Dwight's cousin. cousin um, damn, what was his name? What was his name? Uh, Moe's. Moe's, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the funniest thing in the world? He, it was a, it was a hilarious uh, bit because he would just be like the most awkward fucking. Very awkward, yeah. but like having been one of the creators of the show. Yeah. I mean, but people do that a lot, right? Like, so for instance, like BJ, like he wasn't one of the creators, but definitely one of the writers, as well as Mindy Kaling, BJ Novak, and Mindy yes, Kaling yeah, yeah. were both writers for the show, and, and they had pretty prominent characters. And then everybody talks about Steve Carell leaving the show and how it dipped when he left. I don't think that's actually when it dipped. I think it dipped when um, Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak left. Because the writing changed. Yeah, the writing changed a lot. And, and I think some people flip it in that, oh, it got bad. Um, right after Steve Carell left, like it, it took a nosedive. I don't think that's really when it got bad. I think it got bad like in that last season. Um, it got bad, and then it got like really good towards like the last two or three episodes. Yeah, the, the last but, few episodes were really really good. Yeah, uh, but I think as a whole, the season season nine, I believe, was uh, was its last season. I think that was very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think that was good at all. Um, 
Okay, uh, so you have American Housewife season four premiere, and then Fresh Off the Boat season six premiere. Uh, okay, uh, that's all the shows premiering, I guess, this week. So that took care of our Hulu section. Uh, let's jump to Amazon Prime. Uh, we have uh, Transparent, uh, the musical uh, finale. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is um, uh, this is uh, the show that uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Do, do you know who that is? Nay. Okay. Uh, you, you you'll know him when you if you saw his picture. Um, but this is the the show uh, on Showtime, I believe. I forget where Transparent actually uh, shows on, but. Um, uh, but he used to be on the show, and the show used to center around his character, uh, his his character, which was uh, uh, transgendered, um, like a, a parent to I don't know. I, I never actually watched the show myself, but uh, but I remember it was like a big thing because he got hit sort of with the Me Too kind of wave, um, and I forget what his situation was. I think it was some like maybe like a makeup artist or something like that said that he made some. Uh, you know, uh, advances towards her, whatever the case, unwanted advances towards her. Uh, in any case, um, and then people, I think, just wanted to get him out of the box anyway, since he was a double entendre. Um, uh, but he was a straight male who was playing a transgendered um, person on the show. Uh, and so people were just oh, like, yeah, oh, it's kind of yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, why? Like, why not get a transgender person yeah, to play yeah, a transgender yeah, yeah. person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny how people re- react to things like these, right? Where it's like, you know, we that happens all the time, right? Particularly one of the things that happens a lot in Washington, in um, in Hollywood, is like whitewashing, right? Mm-hmm. And that always seems to kind of be like okay and then you you have scarlett johansson saying anybody should be able to play anybody and then when it actually happens people get upset right yeah. um i remember this issue i don't give a fuck about this show which is probably why i don't care about this issue um <laughs> jesus <laughs> you don't care about a lot yeah. right <laughs> my, my feelings are very direct this morning um it's kind of bullshit i mean this is one of those situations where you just get the best actor who's most equipped and best prepared to I, play. I don't i think it's it's this is situational it, it depends on what project you're talking about like so for instance uh there's there was that scarlett johansson movie that i think was supposed to come out where i think she was supposed to play a transgendered uh person and uh and then the movie's pretty much in limbo right now because uh at least the last i heard of it because she wasn't attached to it any longer yeah um it's hard with it's like this again it it, it's always about this weird area in hollywood where it's just like okay well we need more representation of uh uh, you know um uh, minority communities right yeah um but you do need the star power of the people who are already sort of stars in their own right, right? Yeah, otherwise the, f- the, the project is going to fly. Right? But then it's just like this thing where it's just like, okay, well, if you never put a transgender person, you never give them the opportunity to uh, to become a star, yeah. you know? And, and that's what I wonder. It's like how many uh, transgender uh, actors or actresses um, auditioned for this show? Yeah. Right? How many, uh, you know, made it into like late rounds of auditioning right well, what and, I, what and I would was have the to... talent pool there like if it was just bad and clearly this guy was the best person to play this role then sure then he then he deserved a transgender or not but if they could have gone with a transgender actor or actress and 
someone who actually could identify with this role, yeah, maybe that would have been the better direction. But I think uh, I would have to assume that they didn't, they weren't really casting. That they knew, okay, who can we get? Who's a big name? And then somehow maybe Jeffrey Tambor got attached to the project, and they're like, all right, that's a big name in Hollywood. Let's go with. Uh, oh, he's the dad from uh, Arrested Development. Never saw that show. What? God damn it. Um, yep. All right, whatever. Uh, then I'm not even going to continue <laughs> talking about this. I have no desire to speak about it anymore. Um, okay, let's let's talk about what's coming out on. Uh, that was uh, Amazon Prime, uh, transparent um, uh, musical finale. Uh, and now let's talk about what's coming out on Netflix uh, this week. Uh, we have Team Kaylee, uh, which is uh, it's like a family show, I guess. Uh, it's after a brush with uh, the law, teenage celebrity billionaire. Kaylee Connard, which I believe this is a ripoff of Kylie Jenner. Makes sense, right? Um, Sounds like it's ordered by the court to lead an inner city wilderness club. Yeah, th- this this sounds this yeah, sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, this sounds bad. No, um, <laughs> uh, all right, then we have uh, Jeff Dunham um, beside himself, um, which I believe is just a. Um, stand-up special uh hey one of my favorite things to watch on fucking netflix uh we have abstract is coming back for season two uh so abstract the art of design it basically just follows a whole bunch of artists around um and kind of profiles their their life and, and comeuppings um fantastic fucking yeah show. i've seen several very well produced yeah. very great uh aesthetically looking um aesthetically looking um but just a, a fucking beautiful show, not only to just watch for the aesthetic reasons, but also uh, very great content. Like there's the guy who is behind all the uh, the, the the Jordans. Um, he designed the shoes yeah, yeah. and all that. They had him on. I like the one um, about the the guy who does the uh, architecture. Uh, he does the artwork for the New York New York. Oh yes, yeah, yes. yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, just a really good show. This show is it's both. You know, obviously, it's about artists and 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 designers, right? Yeah. Um, but the show is also in itself very like artistic, um, and in how they produce it, right? Like how they feature the artist's artwork and how they use um, actual design and incorporate that into the production of the show as you're watching it. So, like you said, it's like visually and aesthetically pleasing while also learning about the artists who are doing the work. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's just a really good show. Um, I definitely, and, and a lot of these shows on, on Netflix that are like, um, uh, sort of like documentaries, but they're, they're, yeah, I, and for whatever reason, I want to hesitate to call them documentaries. They're like these docu-series, yeah, I guess. Yeah, docu-series. You know? um, they're just really well produced. Like there's abstract, there's uh, a lot of food ones that I, that I, that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I, I say what you will about Netflix, but they do that. Oh, and I just complete sidetrack. Um, there was a, and I wanted to do this either last week or the week before, but, I, but I, for whatever reason, I think it, it just become, became um, evergreen. Um, so Netflix is going to be, uh, moving to uh, sort of like a weekly schedule, which I think some of it shows. Uh, I don't think it's going to do it for all the shows. Yeah, we discussed this briefly. Did we, did we yeah, talk about it yeah. on the show? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know, for whatever reason, that, that just popped uh, into my mind. But then also, uh, damn, are we going to talk about this later? And I'm just trying to jump ahead of myself. Yes, we are. Okay. All right. Never mind. Got it on the schedule. <laughs> all right. My mind's all over the place this morning. All right. 
uh, also coming out on uh, Netflix is uh, Birders, which is uh, basically just a, I guess a, maybe a documentary about um, bird watching. Yeah, uh, definitely not watching. Yeah, bird watching on both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border share their uh, enthusiasm for protecting and preserving some of the world's most beautiful species. Um, okay, and then oh, shit, I I will say this. Uh, in the past, I think like 20, 30 years in the United States. Um, I think the U.S. bird population has decreased by like 40%. Is that because of like the deforestation? Um, I mean, deforestation, uh, pollution, uh, you know, industrialization. But like 40% is a drastic number for... Yeah, that's wild. Uh, and it's not just like, oh, this species of birds or like this kind of bird. No, it's like all birds Yikes. have decreased. Like, like 60 million or I think like 50 million individual birds have died and are gone uh, <laughs> over the past like 20, 30 years. Jesus. Yeah, that's, you know, and I don't know how much I want to talk about because we don't have that much time to work with, but people, I think, talk very abstractly about like, oh, I don't believe in climate change or I don't believe that, you know, we're doing that much harm to the, the world. But it's just like when you hear crazy shit like that, we're doing something. Like that's not, that's not just like, by nature, fucking 40% of the birds in the world, at least over this short amount of time. Like, it's different over the course of centuries and, uh, you know, thousands of years. Things change, obviously. Things adapt. Uh, things die off. But over the course of 30 years, like, dude, we're, we're barely 30. Like, yeah. <laughs> just over the course of our lifetime. <laughs> exactly. That's fucking yeah, crazy. That's and, and the thing about climate change, right, is like people talk, oh, like we're killing the earth. Like, uh, yes and no. Because like, while it is damaging our earth, then, then the environment always responds, right? Yeah. That's when you have floodings, you have fires, you have tsunamis and hurricanes, right? Yeah. And people are like, oh, these like natural disasters are happening more frequently now than in um, previously recorded human history. Well, yeah. there's a reason for that. I don't think the earth has anything to worry about. We clearly do because the earth is just going to respond yeah, yeah. to it's these just, stresses. It's just going to keep trucking along. We're going to be there. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, well, fuck. I'm going to fuck this air up for you guys. <laughs> try, and breathe, try and breathe with that. <laughs> choke on that motherfucker. Oh, here's another flood. And then people are like, oh my In a God. Samuel Jackson voice. <laughs> choke on that motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, something's being done. Like you're you're right. We're doing something and it's not yeah. good. Yeah. Um, okay, we have uh, El Rucluso, uh, which is uh, it's about a, a former Marine poses uh, as an inmate inside a Mexican prison in order to infiltrate uh, a uh, I was about to say a bird gang, uh, a gang suspected of kidnapping something, something, I don't know. Um, and then we have Explained Season 2. This is the the show from, uh, I believe it's Vox. Um, this is another one of those sort of docu-series sort of shows. Um, Great show. Oh, you know what? Maybe they're trying to line it up for uh, uh, fall season. I, and I, for whatever reason, I never like put two and two together that way. That like Netflix has these pre- like shows, shows premiering, premiering yeah. specifically at this time because I'm like yo they're they're, they're coming out with like a lot of shows that I'm like oh shit when are they gonna do this again yeah and I just expected them to be like you know they, for them to drop all the episodes and then like two months later be like all right we're coming out with another season yeah though I mean though Netflix is a streaming platform I don't think they are uh, completely oblivious to what's going on in TV like if everybody's doing this fall thing you know like let's jump on it too yeah. 
Um, but but it's weird because it's like they they sort of broke the model, mm-hmm. but now it's like they're trying to kind of follow the model a little bit, and it's like uh, I don't know, maybe the you know the equation trying to um, is there something called <laughs> is a mosquito. Ah shit! I, I knew I shouldn't. I knew I shouldn't have like looked times. you I fucking were, hate it. Because you, you overreact. It's above Why your head now. Now it's over Where? by the blue light over there. Um, it, it's a Kill it. It's far from home. I think we're okay. It's far, no, it's going to come back here and bite me again. <laughs> you hear about all these crazy diseases these uh, mosquitoes are sp- uh, spreading. Um, yeah, I don't want any of that I, shit. I could survive. Uh, I think I could survive one disease plague. <laughs> right? Like, if I ever got E. coli, I think I could survive that. But if I got E. coli and mad cow, I'm yeah, out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think that's most people. Um, all right, we have uh, <laughs> Bard of Blood, uh, which is an Indian thriller series. Uh, uh, it's about an excommunicated raw. I don't even know what the fuck raw is, but I think it's like a it's like a religion or a group of people. Oh, uh, raw agent Kabir Anad, uh, a courageous analyst and a sleeper agent taken uh, take on a covert um, mission in Bal Balo. Chastin? Chastin? I don't know. Uh, when four Indian spies are captured, the mission soon turns south uh, and Kabir must face his demons from the past. Uh, then also we have dragons. Uh, Is it bad that as you were uh, talking about that show, all I was doing in my head was making a f- Indian accent? Uh, yeah, that, and, that's and terrible. Kind of talking yeah. to myself. Yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't have said that out loud. I would have just no, kind of kept dude, that it in. Was 100%. <laughs> I was, I had a full Indian conversation, um, a bad one in my head. I want to say it. I, I no longer want to explore this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have anything to worry about with the Indian community. They're not an easily offended people, uh, but they should be. That, that They're really strong-willed. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I won't do it. I'll avoid it. Their economy. That's what is, uh, anybody says uh, <laughs> when they want to insult some another group of people. <laughs> oh, they're, they're strong. Fine. <laughs> they're, they'll be okay. Um. Okay. Well, uh, dragon. Uh, dragons rescue riders. Uh, uh, just another uh, family animated, um, film. Um. Then we have uh L. And I'm just gonna stop reading the uh, the uh, the the. the plots for these uh l marginal marginal uh a season three and then we have in the shadow of the moon uh the politician which is a a, a series that we watched uh, uh that we did a review of the trailer for did that sentence make sense a review of the trailer for that we reviewed the trailer reviewed for the trailer for um, yeah that makes sense you got um, it you got it. good job <laughs> yeah thank you thank you yeah. yeah words of affirmation i appreciate it um uh, I do want to watch the show. Apologies yeah, it looks good. Interesting, very interesting. Um, then we have Skylines. Uh, Sturgill Simpson presents Sound and Fury, uh, and then we have Vis Avis, uh, season four. Okay, uh, that shit is done. Um, let's talk about some of the trailers that uh, that that we uh, that we saw this past week. Um, the first one up is uh, this trailer for uh, Sorry for Your Loss, and it it's not the first trailer for it but it's the first time i saw uh the trailer for this um it's a show starring um uh elizabeth olsen um who i don't know why i always forget this but this is the younger s- sister yeah uh, the yes the mary kate and ashley olsen is she the youngest or the oldest i think she's the youngest. she looks one. like the oldest because they both look no know. mary kate and ashley uh look 
sick. No, no, they they may look sick, but they look young. No, 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 like no, no, young as in they just look like they they look like they're younger than yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. They just look sick. Uh, Yo, very here, very talented, here's very how, successful. Here's how well, women. I know you. I know you wanted to go somewhere very dark with that. I did, but you. Should. I did. I wanted you to don't. go fucking zero dark thirty, <laughs> black ops. But you definitely stopped yourself. I, I'm I'm proud of your maturity. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. And, and uh, another reason why this show or uh, this series is very very notable is because it's on Facebook Watch. Yeah. Which is. For being a Facebook watch show, doesn't look half bad. No, this doesn't I mean, look this, bad at all. And I mean, you you have some talented, uh, uh, talented cast. I mean, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Jovan, Elizabeth Olsen, Jovan Adepo. You got Kelly Marie Tran and Mam- Mamudo Athi. Sure, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Janet McTeer is is one of the the. You know, she's not top bill, but she's on the cast of the show. And I think between her and Elizabeth Olsen, who's coming off of uh, huge success with, you know, in Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And, and yeah, she was in all of 10 minutes of it. Cool. Well, uh, she was in Infinity War and Endgame yeah. and Age of Ultron, right? So to going from that to this being her next project, and it does look good. Shout out to Facebook Watch. They're doing yeah. something right. They're not protecting any of our security and our data. Um, <laughs> that, that, that is abundantly clear they're yeah. making yeah, yeah. pretty good shows um and this looks good but you know it's very interesting because i think all of these streaming um uh, sh- uh streaming uh, services um they're all realizing that we're in sort of the end game when it comes to streaming right that right now if you're not if you're not pushing forward uh, not just content, but great content. You don't even you you have no seat at the table. Like there's yeah. no there's nothing for you if you're not pushing out great content. Um, so there's no reason for you to exist, right? So all of these like little you know um, uh, streaming services, eventually they're just all going to die out because they're going to be swallowed whole or bought out by these by these larger yeah. And, uh, I, places. and I do quickly want to read this. Um, is, it, is it back? Where is uh, it? No, no. This time it was a. Big ass fucking um, spider looking creature. Oh, gee. Um, where, 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 where? It's behind that sound pan, sound, right sound foam thing. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna fly. It's just gonna stay there on the wall. But it had like eighteen legs. Oh, it's a centipede. Um, it, this looked like a centipede with the super soldier serum. <laughs> <laughs> it was big as fuck. There oh, it is. Fuck. There it is. Let's take it down and no. <laughs> but so I do want to talk about the plot for this movie, uh, for the show. Um, uh, again, this is uh, called "Sorry for Your Losses," which to me, which is part of the reason why it was so interesting. So, uh, sudden death of her husband upends and transforms uh, the relationship of Leah Shaw's life. Uh, it also forces her to realize there's a lot about her husband that she didn't know. Mm. Um, if you watch the trailer, part of like what's going on is obviously she's dealing with the loss of her husband. And her brother-in-law, they have now a kind of strange relationship because they're connected through uh, the loss of this person that they both cared about. But it also seems like the brother-in-law is in love with Elizabeth Olsen, which is like, 
you know, some it's it's very strange. It's definitely, definitely a faux pas. Definitely a betrayal. Yeah. Uh, I just died. And you trying to <laughs> hit my girl? You talking about what's up, big head? How do, how do you go to the family Thanksgiving dinner where it's like, you know, oh, we're, we're she still, has to see my new girl. We're all still dealing with his loss, and it's like, yeah, you know, it's time to move on, and we did move on. Now we're together, and it's like, yeah. what? I, I think there's a world where that can kind of work because it's like a person's dead. Like you, I think you do have to wait an amount of time. But the brother. It, I mean, you, you go from smashing one brother to the other brother. It, it's not unheard of, you know. Uh, it, I guess the family was like, you know, Dad, she's a good girl. Keep her yeah, in the family. It's a close second, you know, runner up. This John is, died. If there's anybody who. <laughs> you take her now. She's a good girl. Keep her. Yeah. Um, but, if anything, if I was a person who's being like sort of passed around, I'd be like, all right, this feels a little weird. But yeah. yeah. But for the family, for it's, family like, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, yeah. So good looking show coming out of Facebook Watch. Um, definitely interested to see sort of not only this series, but what, I, what are the content that they, that they come out with. And Facebook Watch is not like a, a subscription service. I don't got to sign up for this shit, right? I well, technically you're already subscribed to Go on Facebook to and watch. Uh, yeah, 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 true. So yeah. Zuckerberg. You got better you again. Fucking, yeah. I better not get charged a single dollar for this shit. Yeah, yeah no, that's all right. You're paying with your uh, personal with, information. Yeah, yeah. With... <laughs> All the scammers who who have my shit. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, l- let's talk about uh, another trailer that came out, uh, Dark Waters, um, which uh, this is a film starring um, both Anne Hathaway and uh, the the great one, uh, Mark Ruffalo. Um, interesting looking um, uh, film. Uh, it essentially sort of reminds me of um, Flint, Michigan, right? Uh, is where this is. Uh, I don't know if it's in Flint. Uh, based on a true story of attorney uh, Robert Billot, uh, who uncovers the connection between a string of mysterious deaths and a chemical company, DuPont, uh, and fights to reveal the truth to the public, the class action suit brought uh, by Billot against DuPont resulted uh, in a payout of over $600 million in 2017. Um, I don't know if this is in flint i I highly oh it's in uh cincinnati i'm sorry it's shot in cincinnati ohio i don't know where the actual story uh takes place um so um so robert uh bilat uh he successfully sued dupont on behalf of the people in west virginia and ohio so i guess this is across gotcha states yeah um uh great looking film um it reminds me of uh, uh a spotlight I don't know if you remember that film from from uh, from a few years ago. It had like Michael Keaton in it. Uh, I think uh, um, uh, Rachel McAdams, um, Mark Ruffalo as well. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, it sort of reminds me of that. And then uh, also uh, there was um, like the big short. Oh, it's just movies about things that actually happen, but, you know, um, but are about like sort of like investigative sort of thriller kind of uh, situations. Um, I think this looks very good. Um, I'm always up for seeing Mark Ruffalo and pretty much anything he does. Um, it's going to be interesting to see sort of um, what the response to the film is going to be, you know, um, because I think films like these have a tendency to put a spotlight, no, no pun intended, uh, given the film I just mentioned, but put a spotlight on issues that people aren't aware of that are huge fucking issues yeah um that people just aren't 
aware of you know like that that's what the movie spotlight did uh it it it, it made uh, before that people were kind of like oh this is the thing that happened and you know you hear about it sometimes in the news but after that movie came out people were like what the entire fuck yeah. is going on here you know and you know what's crazy so like movies like this right like this is why film is so important right because uh movies have a way of shining light or teaching um and showing another perspective of, of, you know, a lot, a life that you're not living or you're just completely unaware of, um, in, in a, obviously a visual way, which is the way in which a lot of people can learn and capture information. Right. Um, but this movie, a lot of times doesn't have the, the, the action packed value that like a Rambo might bring. Right. So people, see the trailer for a movie like this and they're like ah, I'm gonna go see Rambo I'm gonna go see a, another movie even though this movie is about something that's very very important but I, I think that that's kind of changing in the way that like and I still maintain this to this very day it's like I don't really need to see this in theaters uh, but I would like to see it on like I would have zero problem seeing it on you know any sort of like streaming platform but I don't know if this would be the type of film where it's like I need to see because it's not and that's true yeah it's not because yeah. when I go to the theaters I do want like the big I want the action and, and yeah the like there has to be some reason why I need to see it on this ginormous fucking uh, screen and we'll talk about another movie later but uh, but I just want to go watch a movie in uh, uh, IMAX um, and even though uh, I have my thoughts about the movie itself yeah. I still think it was worth seeing in IMAX though um, because then we you, saw that same movie and yeah. I didn't see it in IMAX and yeah. I can tell you uh, yeah the, you didn't need to do that <laughs> well, well <laughs> But I think it's 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 always jarring for me to go from IMAX to a non IMAX film uh, theater because then I'm like, why is this so small? What's up with the sound? Why? Yeah. Come on, guys, let's let's get this shit together. Whatever that shit is that I just watched, let's let's see that here like too. You could have just watched it at home. Yeah, you know, it's like my screen's big enough. You know? Yeah, I'll be okay. I'll give you um, that. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Let's let's jump into. Uh, a, a section here that I fucking love. Uh, let's talk about what the fuck we're we watching right now. Wait, wait, we missed one movie. No, I don't really care. I, I really wanted to talk Did about you? that movie just okay. because um, it has a tie back to uh, uh, what is that? Sorry for your losses. Uh, so obviously, in, in Sorry for Your Losses, if you watch the trailer, you'll know that Elizabeth uh, Olsen's character was you know married to a black guy who passed away, um, and in in this movie starring Blake Lively. Uh, Sterling K. Brown is in the movie and it looks like they have a, uh, you know, a relationship as well. So, um, you know, there's a lot of movies coming out with white girls, fucking black guys. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, there's definitely a wave happening. Yeah. I mean, it's been happening a while now. <laughs> um, well now it's being trans- now it's translated being put on into TV. the screen. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people are going to be a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing fucking tomatoes at the screen. Fuck Man, this. Motherfucker. This isn't representative Sterling of reality. K. Brown. <laughs> but uh, I, I just thought that was interesting. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, so this like this, this film, the the rhythm section, um, is about a woman uh, assumes a new identity to track down those responsible for the death of her family in a plane crash, um, starring Blake Lively. Um, this is a I think a unique uh, turn for Blake Lively. I don't think I have ever really seen her in any sort of like action capacity. Um, uh, so it's very interesting that uh, that she's in this role because she isn't the person who I would immediately associate. But it it looks like she's holding her own. Um, I think she's, she's sort of following in the steps of like a, 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 a 
Charlize uh, Theron or um, or Jennifer Lawrence, you know, uh, you know, women who you were like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen you know seen you any sort of anything action related. Although she Charlize Theron had uh, both uh, was it Atomic Blonde and she had Mad Max Fury Road, so. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's like kind of like taking on more yeah, action in these roles. more recent years, um, and, and also I think she she's out also had like a you know a long list of roles. But um, but anyways, when it, I saw this movie, I like I don't know why I just kept thinking Emily Blunt. Like oh, <laughs> even though I clearly know who Blake Lively yeah, is, I was like, yeah, why, I know. Why you, you struggle Blunt when it comes to white women. Movie? Yeah, but these yeah. white women do look very very <laughs> similar. Yeah, uh, do they though? Yes. Or are yeah, they I'm both just white women? I, I, they know they have similar uh, facial structures. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but this movie does genuinely look good. Um, I think uh, when I was watching the action scenes, that she she pulls it off uh, yeah. fr- from the trailer. Right. It looks like there's an intensity to these fight scenes that was very real. Like but she, she a did lot some of that, very real training. A lot of that I'm sure is from like training and doing shit like that. But then also too, it's like it's like the Jason Bourne effect, right? Like where it's just like, you know, a lot of quick cuts, yeah. shaky cam. So it looks more intense than it is. So, yeah. And then, and then there's like a thing where, um, you know, they, they drop frames out, uh, uh, of the, um, like when, when they're about to connect with a punch, that's mm-hmm. why some punches look, look so fucking effective in, um, you know, in films because they'll drop a frame or two out. Um, and so it makes it go from like, okay, say my punch would have been like this, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. Because, you know, and it looks so much more impactful because you're dropping those frames out of the, the, the middle of that that punch. Yeah. Um, but I so but going back to the whole like like this lane. Right. So there's Atomic Blonde. There's Red Sparrow. There's Peppermint. Um, and now we're getting this. This is this is definitely a lane right now. And so far, like Atomic Blonde was good. Um, Red Sparrow was good. Peppermint was, you know, it was, it was okay. Um, <laughs> Is that the one that came out m- more recently? That's the one with Jennifer Garner. Oh, no, I didn't watch that. I thought that was Red Sparrow. That was oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Oh, yeah, a lot of Jennifer's. Yeah. 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 Um, this this looks pretty good. Yeah. The trailer looks good. The story looks good. Yeah. Um, okay, let's hop into uh, what the fuck we're watching right now. I'm very excited to talk about this. I'll let you go first. So I've been watching this show called, um, like, like it's like a cake baking competition show on Netflix. Okay. Um, my mom fucking loves it. Yeah. Um, I've seen two, I've seen more episodes of this show than I, I care to admit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's taken up a pretty good portion of my, and I've been watching less TV now cause like my work schedule has changed. Yeah. I'm going to bed and I'm trying to like respect my sleep a little bit more. Uh, so there's that and i've also been watching the walking dead Mm. season nine of the walking dead was just released on netflix not too long ago um i'm like seven or eight episodes into season nine yeah it's gotten a lot better season eight no good i'm sorry season seven no good season eight um people you've wanted to die for a while finally died right (laughs) um then it's like okay but season nine is picked up in a very strong very good way yeah um but like it's time to wrap this up, guys. Yeah, like, let's. Yeah, they they don't know how to let a good thing die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, given that it's The Walking Dead. Like everybody thought, like you know, if you if you follow the comics, it's like, oh, Rick Grimes died, and a few more things happened in the comic books, and then you know, let's let's, let's close up shop here. Yeah. Um, it seems like this show is really trying to let's just create 
new random scenarios and let's create new conflicts, right? And let's keep this show going as long as we can. When it's really just like it's best to just let it go. Yeah, let it, let die. it go. Um, let the show end. Maybe do a Walking Dead movie and then you know. Close nah, up shot. I think after nine seasons, we're good. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing a, else. Look what Breaking Bad did, right? Breaking Bad it had a nice, tight five seasons. Nice yeah. and tight. Yeah, you know, and that's, 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 that's that, what you want. And and they've they did it so well that this movie, like, I'm really every. I think a lot of people. Yeah, are, I think this movie's gonna do Jesse, really you know? fucking well. Walking Dead could have done that if they were to, you know. Close up shop a little yeah, bit sooner. There's nothing we need to see with the fucking Walking Dead. Although we are, I think we are going to get like three Walking Dead um, movies. Uh, movies? Uh, yeah, because I remember there was like a story like a few months ago, and we covered it on a show where they're going to do like three different movies, um, and that Rick Grimes character is going to come back in either one or if not all the movies uh, or something like that. Um, it sounds like he's just getting. Paychecks, yeah, because like, yeah. I haven't seen him in any other like movies or shows. Yeah, he he doesn't. It's care. gonna be hard for him to escape this character. I mean, as with all iconic sort of, um, you know, um, you know, it's like uh, it's hard. For, we and we said the same thing about Steve Carell and and Michael Scott or uh, I don't know whatever other you know. Oh, damn! And we'll talk about that later too. A lot of things to talk about today. <laughs> um, let me quickly talk about what what I watched uh, this past week. Um, uh, I finally got around to seeing when they see us. Watch the whole thing. Um, yes. Ooh. Yikes. Well, I didn't take you a second to like. I, I don't know. <laughs> you uh, had the most perplexed look. Because like, I just kept thinking about This Is Us. I was like, wait, I, uh, I thought you didn't, didn't like this. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, when they see us, um, obviously the Ava DuVernay um, uh, show or series uh, about the, the Central Park Five. Um it very impactful. I, I think maybe I'll just leave it at that. Very impactful. Yes. Uh, um, I think it, it forces you to think about things in a, in a lot of different ways. I think I I I, I kind of confirm my own thoughts about it in terms of I thought some parts of it were going to be sort of sensationalized because it's a, it's a Hollywood production. Yeah. Um, and I think it definitely was that way. But I think that if you just look at the nucleus of the fucking story just the, even on its face is utterly preposterous it, 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 to think that even some traces of this happen in reality unfathomable like it's yeah. it's crazy you know um but and but to know that all of this happened is just well here's the thing again like i don't know i need to actually like research the actual happenings of the central park five which i did to some limited extent uh look into um but I need to know like the nitty gritties of it to figure out, okay, like did this happen? Cause a lot of it is like, there's, it's impossible for them. Like in terms of like all the conversations between the police officer, like that the police officers had amongst one another, it's like, it's impossible for Avery DuVernay to know that this is what was said. Yeah, yeah. Or this is what and, was and done. And that's where some of the things were uh, like, may have been like dramatized a bit or yeah. uh, recreated to the best of their ability. Just cause there was a lot of things that you don't know, but in terms of like the stories of these, yeah, the, the, the actual, sto- that's what I'm saying. Like lives, that's, yeah. that's the nucleus of the story, right? Uh, is, yeah, and by that, by what I, when I say you know all of this happened, I mean like the 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 young the men yeah. that yeah. this story focuses on. Like these things did happen to those men, which yeah. is yeah. Even when, even when you watch it, you're just like, no fucking way, this could happen. But 
Yeah, it does, and, and it forces and it me. hasn't happened to just them. This is like an no. American thing. Absolutely, I'm, I'm. I just started a new book. Uh, um, uh, um, Malcolm Gladwell's um, uh, "Talking to Strangers," and in it, he talks about Sandra Bland, and uh, and then some other stories that, he, that he's talking about within it. And, and you're, you, you know, it's been a while, so it's like we all kind of forget. And and then having my memory refreshed as far as what happened with Sandra Bland, it's like what the fuck like yeah like none of this makes any fucking sense you know and and it and it's not just upsetting because you know i'm black and i'm reading a story about somebody's black it's like i look at it from like a perspective of forget fucking black white or whatever like as a fucking human being like what are you doing like none of this like so there were parts of in when they see us the like in, in the court and in, in a lot of the courtroom stuff i would have to assume is factual because their recording have yeah, yeah. We, we have that um so there there was parts in the courtroom where i'm just like this isn't this is impossible like it's not possible for you to make this stupid of an argument and expect for that to be fought and then and then for whatever reason when they were reading the verdict i was like nah they're not and i'm like no like in my mind i'm like yeah no, i know they convicted you know uh the, them of uh of of the rape but in my mind i was like there's no way what i just watched worked like yeah there's no way a jury comes back and is like no like that, that makes sense to me let's let's convict them like preposterous and it's like there's no way people could be that evil to make an effort like such a a very real and very direct effort to try and destroy the lives of 13 and 14 year old kids right yeah. but there were a lot of people who took part in that yeah you know, the prosecutors, the police officers, the judge who knew what was happening. And they all were intent on destroying the lives of these kids. Uh, yeah, that was probably one of the most powerful pieces of, um, of 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 work that I've watched in a while. Like to the point where you couldn't watch all. Uh, what is a four part series? Yes, it is four part. Yeah. And, and I haven't gotten around to. For me, oh, man, tears dude. were oh, flowing. Yeah, for, yeah, like, dude, it, uh, it was like anger and just. And frustration and, and tears well, then, uh, and just emotion and sadness all in every episode. Yeah. Like even even though you kind of knew what was coming, when it came, you did not expect it. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk super quick about uh, something that I just thought was funny. Uh, so it was in the news that Sean Bean actually, uh, and we know him as uh, Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Um, uh, he, he was like basically like yeah I have to turn down roles because I have to ask ahead of time am I going to die yeah and if they're like yeah he's like nah I'm not doing it yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the, the, the poll the poll was or the story goes that like he has died more on film or on uh, film and t- TV than any other actor in history or something like that is it I, I have no idea I think he has been killed more than anybody else ever on, on TV or film yeah I think um, it's uh, he, he's died on screen 21 times yeah so like and this is funny because a long time after set it off Queen Latifah has in her contract now that she doesn't do any more uh, movies or scenes where like she gets killed yeah just because like in her death scene in that movie set it off was like yo that shit was Dramatic, intense. I don't remember it. it Dude, I don't think I've ever watched that at all, all the way through. What? Yeah. Yo, I don't know why. I just, I, I never really. Cleo's death scene at the end. You could watch it today, and you're gonna be like, "Holy shit!" She get lit up by machine guns. What happened? Kind of like Training Day. You know uh, what, how yeah, it, yeah. how it went for um yeah Denzel Denzel's yeah. But th- Denzel's scene was very like, it was very like, 
realistic and powerful. Cleo's was to that same breath. Yikes. Um, great movie though. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so uh, Sean Bean, interesting that like this has to happen. He's got to be like, all right, guys, you know, I, I can't die anymore. I, I want to, li- <laughs> and, and he was right. And I think he said that like, Whenever he does a movie, like because he's died so often, it's very predictable. Predictable yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. Which to his I character. thought was a very interesting take because then I'm like, there's a, there's actually a few actors and actresses where it's just like, I kind of know what's going to go on here. Yeah. Although maybe not to the extreme of like knowing that their character is going to die, but you kind of know. I know the flavor I'm getting in this, and and I guess that's what they talk about when they talk about typecasting, right? Um, but this is sort of an extreme version of typecasting where you can kind of predict what's going to happen in a movie based on the fact that uh, like a specific plot point in a movie based on the fact that uh, you, you have a one particular person playing a role in that. Yeah. I thought it's it was kinda like interesting. if you see Ellen Page in a movie, she's going to be like the unassuming smart girl who helps solve the problem. Looks like a young boy. OK. All right. Well, you know, uh, if you see Brie Larson in a movie, it's, she's going to be the sarcastically not really talented <laughs> actress who yeah, does something on on screen what if we met these people in real life would you still be talking all this shit i keep that same energy no you wouldn't yeah no, i'd you be, like, be like i yeah, hated your fucking hair yeah right. in uh <laughs> in captain marvel definitely in endgame why do you hate it in captain marvel what's wrong with their hair in captain marvel i guess she was just blonde maybe i just hated her face <laughs> Definitely hated her hair in Endgame. Okay. All right. Um, So let's jump into some of our our, our main topics here. Um, So uh, first first and foremost, and, you know, we've only got so much time, so let's let's not spend too much time on it. But let's talk about the Shane Gillis thing. Um, uh, uh, SNL um, cast member who they just recently cast along with two others. um, And he was uh, some old... uh, um, comments that he made on a podcast came up um and uh and then they essentially like you know rescinded i guess his 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 offer uh for snl um have you have you dived into this do you, do you have any oh okay um i'm out of the loop on this one so this is going to be a learning experience for me <laughs> so uh, essentially uh he was on this podcast talking about um uh you know, he's talking about Asian people and he uses the word for Asian people that should not be used for Asian people. Clearly, uh, the equivalent of calling, you know, a black person, the N word, essentially, you know, uh, you know, the, the same thing. Yes. Uh, yes. And, and, and I'm, we're, let's let's be adults. I'm not using this offensively, but he says chink. Yeah. I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Is that is that offensive? Like just saying it in this context? Like me just having yeah. said it now? No. I mean, but if, like, but then it's like, okay, but then what if a white dude decides uh, when he's talking about a situation to use the N word? If he if he uses the word to drive a message, that I meant? think that's true. What I'm trying to say is for the mass public. So I, I will agree with you. That I do think a lot. Some people are are very oversensitive to certain mm. things when it's like if somebody uses a word because they're describing. You know, something, that something that happened or something that was said. If I'm repeating, hey, this person said this and and I'm clearly on the side of like, hey, they shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Then I'm just making very clear what we're talking about. Yeah. Because it's not a racial slur that I think I think a lot of people would be surprised that it's a racial slur and, you know, or, or it's offensive. 
right? I mean, but that that's like anything, right? Like it's like any sort of name that you you know somebody would come up with for any sort of group. Uh, if you're not in that group, you're like, eh, what's the big deal? It's not that offensive, yeah. whatever. But then when you're in a group, it's like, nah, that shit's offensive. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, so uh, Antonio Brown, before he got released from the Raiders, called Mike Mayock a cracker, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think really white people care that much about <laughs> no, the word cracker. Yeah, I like, think they, they feign like they are. Like, yeah. we're offended. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. But my <laughs> great-grandfather amassed a great amount of wealth and slavery, so not really. <laughs> And I inherited <laughs> most of it, so I'm not really offended. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, so so he uh, he's on this podcast and he's talking kind of shit uh, about uh, Asians, um, and I, I you know I, I would have loved for you to hurt heard it because I would have wanted to hear what your take is, but um, obviously SNL, you know, um, you know, took away his offer for you know to to be on the show. Um, I'm kind of conflicted because I don't I don't know how I really feel about it. On one hand, it, it wasn't as if his comments were like a joke. They they were just like him talking. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was like t- saying a joke and it was a punchline and yada yada because he's a comedian. Um, sometimes that's an easy out for comedians is that no guys I was just telling a joke. It's yeah. all fun and games. You but know? he just used it. In but he was just he was just like he was just like yeah he was just talking about like how he was in Chinatown and you know he was like and they kept saying this thing like is this the thing have you ever heard the word neuters to describe noodles? No. He's like, yeah. and it, and it, like for him, maybe it's just like a white person thing, but like they were describing eating at restaurants and I'm like, yeah, I just told a guy I want some neuters. Uh, and they were like, and it was like this, almost like this inside joke of like them making fun of Asian culture. But like, it's like one of those things like where it's like, I think it's just like a, it's like a white thing maybe. I don't, I don't know. But they thought, they found it hilarious because the dude was like, oh, uh, my girl was ordering um, you know, food, and she was like, "Let me get these neuters." And they were like, "Oh my god!" She said that in front of the the Asian guy, and the guy was like, "Yeah." And I was, I was like, "Yeah, uh, what?" White people <laughs> definitely have like inside racist jokes. Yeah, for sure. We, we uh, know for that. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they, guaranteed. Um, but I, I think the reason why I'm I'm kind of conflicted about this is because he wasn't joking, so therefore it was just his thoughts. But then also. It's, it's weird. It's like this weird area of, is that sort of what he thinks? Does he, you know, he, he, does he hate Asian people? And then if, you know, if that, if that, if that is the case, then, you know, should he be let go from, um, you know, uh, SNL? Um, and I guess if you put it into any other context, right, put any other group into that thing, it's just like, well, yeah, like if he talked about, if he, if flipped the script, if yeah, he's talking he was, about, if he uh, said nigger, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, black people would be like, yo, get him the fuck out of here, right? It would have been more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I, and I'm going to give you my quick take because it's, it's, my, my feelings on this are very simple and direct here, right? For some, if he were on stage, and he were doing, and he were performing at a comedy club, or he were doing a stand-up special, and he were to use that word, right? Um, I do think comedy is somewhat of a of a safe space where people are gonna say offensive shit. People are gonna make black jokes, white jokes, Asian jokes, uh, Hispanic jokes, right? If it's in, you know, if it's not malicious and in intent, and you know, it's for the sake of comedy or telling a joke, like I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with a black joke. I'm okay with a white comedian telling a black joke on stage if it's funny. If Bill Burr tells a black joke on stage, which he has 
many, many times. And it's funny. I'm gonna laugh at it. And Bill, but then, Bill Burr's one of my favorite comedians. But, the, but then he, I think the line is is like, that's kind of where I stand. Is is like I don't really care who tells what joke. But then I think sometimes people use it as proxies for the shit that they actually believe in. That so, for instance, and I imagine a world. Okay, what if fucking Richard Spencer decides, hey, I want to get into fucking you know a comedy game and I want to do stand up, and then he starts telling all these black jokes. I'm sure as fuck not going to find that funny, you know. Yeah, but we know he's you know whoever I don't know who the fuck this is. Richard, he's just a yeah, white yeah. supremacist. Yeah. Him, Ben Shapiro. Let's say fucking David Duke starts doing stand up, right? And he's yeah. telling a bunch of black jokes. We know he's actual racist guy, right? But if no, but the, I think that's what I'm trying to say is is that for some of these comics we don't know them so we give them an automatic pass because of, it's comedy because it's right? comedy yeah. but and it's like i don't know your actual beliefs so truth be told like and, and and yes that's very true right but my thing is like if i don't know your actual beliefs if i don't know if this is then, uh, you, then you, you really default to what you mean then and all i can do is judge the quality of the content and your, your, your comedy what you're saying if it's funny I, and i can still laugh at it right mm-hmm. That's all I can really base it on, I, yeah. you know, because I don't know what I don't know. So yeah. in this particular case, he wasn't on stage. He wasn't telling jokes. It wasn't a part of a bit. This is just how he talks, right? He was just a guy having another conversation with a guy, and he just so freely used a racial slur. Um, that's concerning, right? Because it's like, you know, what else are you saying when the when the, the mic is on what are you saying when it's off but right? that, i think that's what i'm saying is, is that like he clearly was just kind of talking stream of conscious but it's 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 not we don't know who these people are who are telling jokes or whatever unless we get more time to spend with them right mm-hmm. but it's like how can we penalize them for their actual beliefs if we hear their actual beliefs but then still in the other hand still take the joke if we don't know that you know what i mean like it's like i, I mean I'm that's just to, it that's just it like like i said i don't know what i don't know so if no, I, if, but, 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 I, but that's what i'm trying to say is it's like we just accept it because we don't know them but shouldn't either we know them like shouldn't we try to like okay if you're making these jokes i gotta know that you're not about this shit right here like you gotta make it abundantly clear hey i'm not with whatever group or i'm not you know this is i don't i'm not racist or whatever i just think this is a funny joke like and and i'm saying that as a person who i i I don't care who says what but also like i feel like we are living in a space right now where that's what people are doing they're like hey it's just a joke man i'm just telling a joke man but it's like really but deep down you know you really fuck with that shit like you really you really have some ill feelings there somewhere in there and and like the old saying goes in um uh there's a grain of truth in every joke you know um and i mean there's some truth in every lie right yeah um Again, I think the Saturday Night Live's response was the appropriate response because it's at will employment at the end of the day. We yeah. gave you an opportunity. But it's like, but it but fucks uh, SNL too because it's like, what, you didn't do your fucking research? Like you didn't look through this guy's material before you before you decided to hire him? Like you, you have yeah, to I do mean, your and, and due how, diligence. So yes, yes, right? They, they got to do their due diligence. Maybe, maybe somebody knew about this and overlooked it. Um, maybe somebody, maybe they didn't know about this or yeah. maybe again, they made it, they didn't do their due diligence. Right. Yeah. Um, an opportunity was given to him. Some things surfaced. 
opportunity was taken away. That's mm-hmm. that's the reality of how these things happen. You can be given an opportunity and that opportunity can be taken away from you, whether it's something that you said recently or something that you said in your past. So you just got to don't be. Don't be a racist asshole. Don't be a dick. You know, uh, easy, hey, you should be OK. Easier said than done. I think there are things that trip people up. But anyways, we, we digress. Um, uh, let's, let's talk real quick about uh, Netflix. Ooh, Netflix is like, I see them. They're sniping at me. But what the fuck do I do? You're talking about this uh, recent acquisition. What do I do? You fucking, you make some big boy moves. Mm-hmm. You make some big boy moves. Uh, friends, gone. Uh, the office, gone. gone. What do we do? Seinfeld, get your ass up. Get, bring your ass in the fucking room. You know who- Seinfeld? Yeah. 2021 Netflix? Oh, and shit. I might fucking- Go back from to the beginning. Yeah, I have to because I, I have no concept of Seinfeld. Uh, it's I've never watched it. As much as I don't really think Jerry Seinfeld is that funny, and um, George Costanza, I think he's you know okay. And who's the um, the wild motherfucker? Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. Uh, he's had some you know he had some he, he, he Talk fucked about somebody up with some racial issues. Yeah, he, he fucked up. He fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's still a funny show. Yeah, I, you're, um, you're gonna like Seinfeld. It's, it, no, it, it, but it's it's the natural. It's 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 the grandfather for all of the shows that I actually love. So Parks and Rec, The Office, uh, all these sort of situational comedies, um, and and then also too some like It's Always Sunny, where it's just like you know what the fuck is the point of uh, yeah. all of this shit, um, as well as Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love all those shows. Seinfeld is essentially the breeding ground. It's where it started for yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, big boy moves, right? Like okay, you know we lost office, yeah. we lost friends. Yeah. We're gonna bring in Seinfeld, yeah. and we're not gonna miss a beat. Yeah, you know not gonna I mean? miss a fucking beat. Hey, shout out to fucking Netflix. Way to fucking way to way to keep your head in the Yo, fucking. You know, game. you know whoever, holy shit, whoever worked on you know that project, right? I, I imagine it's like it's you know the content distribution team or whatever, right? Or the acquisitions. You know when that deal was done, when the papers were signed and the emails were sent. At the end of the day, they were like, yo, I'm the fucking shit. I just made this big boy move right here. And we're Hulu and Amazon and wait till they hear about this. Shit. Yeah. Um, no, I, but I, I think it's just uh, it's just another tip to the hat uh, to Netflix of look. That's fine. Like if, if we're going to lose some shit, we're going to gain some shit. And I think that's what maybe we don't see as, you know, the people watching we see. And, and, and the news cycle works weirdly in that, oh, shit, we, we see this leaving Netflix. We see that the, the sky is falling in Netflix. Netflix is like, I'm sure every day is just like, OK, we got to figure out what's it. But that's always the mold that they're fucking in. It, it's not just this past year that they've been like, oh, my God, like what's going on? Like this is what our competitors are doing. They've been like that since the fucking beginning. Yeah. You know, uh, how can we get an edge? Like what what can we do? It's always fucking panic mode. You know, yeah. so it's like it's this is nothing new to them. The they people just make at, moves. The you people know? at Netflix, they're not just chilling right now they're not yeah. like oh yeah we're doing really well so let's chill no they're actively still trying to find a way to discover new content to create new content to um have like strategic partnerships and acquire uh older existing content and this is exactly what they did here they're like you know um one window closes another door opens right and that's yeah. you know that's what netflix yeah is that's the way of life all right uh let's talk uh quickly about uh this save by the bell reboot uh that they're they're coming out with um this is interesting for a number of reasons uh because 
first, let me give you sort of what they're thinking, right? Um, the new straight to series comedy explores what happens straight when to series? straight to streaming. The, Straight to, I don't know, they have straight to series. I don't, I don't know what that Typo. means, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, straight to series comedy expo- explores what happens when California Governor Zach Morse um, uh, gets into hot water for closing too many uh, low-income high schools and proposes the affected uh, students be sent to highest-performing schools in the state. Um uh, yeah, uh, including Bayside High, the influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much needed and hilarious dose of reality. Lopez and Berkeley, uh, that's that's Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley, um, will re- uh, return to play their beloved characters, A.C. Slater and Jesse Spano, Spano, I don't know, uh, respectively, in what sources say are new roles uh, as parents. This is uh, this is a, from an article on uh, Yahoo. Um um, very interesting premise for the show. I, th- I like it. I like it. Am I gonna just because there's so much other newer, better shit on? Yeah. And I was never really a Saved by the Bell fan. I was uh, definitely a Saved, but you know they had this funny thing on uh, YouTube. Uh, uh, Zach Morris was trash, and then it just go- proceeds to talk about all the crazy, stupid shit that Zach Morris did. And Zach Morris, the guy who, um, so Zach Morris is he played? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um. Uh, Mark Paul, uh, Goslar, Goslar, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, this article starts off by highlighting him the fact that he wasn't invited back to be a part of this project. Yeah, very interesting. That's the next thing I was going to talk about is is that he has no idea about the show. He yeah, doesn't, he found out on fucking Twitter like everybody else. Which yeah, is, which, which is a weird scenario. Yeah, it's kind of like how Lon, Lonzo Ball found out he got traded on on Twitter. <laughs> it's, right? It's I don't know. I just wanted to slide Lonzo, um, <laughs> but. That, that, would, that would fucking suck to figure out, hey, like the reboot is happening. All of the original cast members are coming back. Nobody even sent me a text or gave me a call or no, no, no emails. But I do like the the premise of this new reboot. Yeah. Um, I'm just not a Saved by the Bell fan. So like to me, to me, this is like, OK, cool. You know, I'm not going to watch it, but, you know, glad to see Mario Lopez uh, still working. Right. Yo, that sounded so condescending. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no. Now, mind you, he's he, he he's had a great career. Like, has he though? Well, after Saved by the Bell, he did Superman, right? Or was that Dean Martin? Uh, they, yeah, that was Dean Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah they look alike. Kind of, no, but no, he's done a lot of like hosting gigs. He's uh, he's been. Yeah. He, he's he's got a bunch of different like businesses. He, he's doing well. Recently he came I'm out. Jo- I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. Like he's clearly doing fine. No, but, he's doing fine. Um, but but like recently he came goes, out and he yeah. is acting as shit. But like he's 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 working. He's a, he's, he's sure. working in Hollywood, right? Yeah. Um, recently there was this whole thing yeah, about him Candace saying, Owens, yeah, yeah, you know whether or not like you should raise your kids gay or if kid your kids not are transgendered. transgendered. No, he's, he's, he's about transgendered. Um, uh, so people. and then people like came down on him for that, and it's just like shut the fuck up. Like he didn't. It was it wasn't. Uh, malicious what he said is no but i think again context matters like it, it was who he was talking to that yeah. flavored the waters yeah. i think um that he, the fact that he was sitting down with candace owens to have that conversation is very different from sitting down with somebody else i guarantee you that that would have been received way different if he was sitting down with somebody else and said the same exact thing that he yeah. said um, um but anyway so yeah. like i said 
good to hear that this show is coming back. Am I particularly excited for it? Not really, but looking like I love when a show is rebooted with the original cast, like one of the uh, next shows that we're going to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so from from one reboot to uh, to not necessarily a reboot, but uh, a, a return uh, of sorts. Uh, we just got word this past week uh, that. Um, you know they're doing this whole infinite uh, uh, crisis, uh, you know, uh, storyline with um, uh, the Arrowverse on the CW, uh, which is comprised of the Arrow, uh, Flash, and uh, uh, Superwoman, and also uh, Le- uh, Tomorrow Legends of Tomorrow, I believe, is is the show. Yep. Um. So, in it, we're gonna get. Uh, we're treated to uh, 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 hit character or actors who've played the Superman character. Uh, and for those who don't know what the Infinite Crisis is, it's like basically different realities of Earth kind of crash and collide with one another. Um, and uh, so what that means is we're going to get Brandon Ruth as Superman. Uh, now, for those who don't remember... He played Superman uh, in, in Superman Returns, um, and he's going to be playing sort of like an older Superman. I don't know if you ever read um, uh, Kingdom Come, but he's going to sort of be that that sort of uh, Superman. Um, but then even better than Brandon Ruth, because nobody really gave a shit about Superman Returns. Nobody, nobody cared about it. Smallville's very own Tom Welling returning as the fucking Man of Steel. I'm excited. I care nothing about these the show Arrowverse. I wish they would just cancel all of these shows, but I'm excited to see Tom Welling suited up as Superman. Amazing, because I I thought it was never going to happen. Yeah, um, I watched the first few seasons of Smallville, and I really liked the show. And, and after I like stopped having cable, obviously I stopped watching the show because it was on the CW, and I, I was was only watching like streaming services and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the show kind of fell off for me, but I always liked him as uh, Superman and I always liked the show Smallville. So seeing him return and reprise this role, um, when I saw it, I was scrolling through Netflix, uh, Instagram and I saw it and I was like, this is dope. That's I like awesome. this. Yeah. Uh, I might actually watch, uh, well, I'm definitely going to watch this I'll shit. watch that particular episode. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever episodes are going to feature him. And, yeah. uh, even though I'll I watch know, that. Even yeah. though I know nothing about Arrow. Uh, and, don't need to. I'll just, watch that. Just show me this shit. Yeah. Um, so good for him. Happy to see him return back to this role. Now, here's the, the challenge he faces, right? Um, mm-hmm. Who's the guy who's uh, who's playing Superman currently? Tom, the same guy from um, uh, fuck. He's from like Immortals, Adam, and he, he was in uh, the uh, most recent. Proceed with movie. Tom, isn't it Tom something? It's like fuck. Yeah, I forget. I, I'll look it up. While yeah, you yeah, look it up. Yeah. So he is by far the most for anybody who's ever played Superman. He is it. He fits the mold. He has. Um, the hair, the face, like the the physical presence, right? Um, as well as like the, you know, Superman has a very distinct uh, personality, right? He's he's not overly emotional. He's not too excitable. He's very calm and collected, right? Mm-hmm. And the, uh, this actor and pull his name up, dude. dude I, this computer fa- is just Google it. What are you doing? I'm just kidding. Um, but he, he's he fits Superman. He plays it so well, right? He he is that character. Um, so Tom is gonna kind of have to 
step his game up just a little bit. He's going to have to... Nah, fuck all that shit. No, he's going to have to bulk up, do some push-ups, you know, be more... Nah, um, he, su- he, he doesn't have to do any shit. Let me explain why. Because in Smallville, he played a Superman in high school, right? He played a, a young Clark Kent, right? Yeah. Now, reprising this role, this is many years later, he's 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 an adult now. He's a grown man. I don't want to see uh, out of shape Tyler Superman. Hotchlin. No. Yeah, Tyler Hutchinson. That's who plays Superman currently. The in in like Batman vs Superman. Oh, are you talking about Ben Affleck? No. Or, or I'm sorry, um, um, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Now I'm forgetting his name. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. I'm sorry, yeah, I don't know. Why. Henry Cavill. Oh, I thought you per- meant the person who. Oh, okay. I misunderstood it completely. Which you, yeah. I thought you meant who's playing Superman currently in the Arrowverse, and oh, that's no. Tyler Hutchinson. Fuck, fuck whoever that is. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Henry Cavill, who's you know playing like big screen Superman, right? Yeah. Um, I think Tom Welling is gonna have to. Nah, because it, it depends on what kind of. And honestly, because they're doing this whole Infinite Earth thing. It it doesn't fucking matter. They can get fat, sloppy Tom Welling, and it's like whatever. In that reality of Earth, that's what Superman looks like. Nah, nah. Okay. He's because in Smallville he was like the young, handsome, um, uh, in shape Superman. Like you kind of want to see that have progressed. Eh, so you know you're gonna get whatever. like other fat or old Supermans or like you know fucking Alcoholics Anonymous Superman. You're gonna get different <laughs> versions of him. Yeah. He's got to be like the, you know the the. This this version of Superman that's turned out well, right? Yeah. That, that like the the best version of Superman if he's gonna reprise this role. So he's gonna have to do some pushups. Yeah, uh, I don't necessarily buy into that. Good but for you, Tom. Willing. Good good for Tom Willing. Um, what I'm very interested to see is uh, in in Smallville. There's fame famously the no um, no tights and no flight rule, meaning that he would never fly in the show. Although he eventually ended up doing that exactly that. Um, and then he would never, you would never see him wearing the suit in the show, uh, in the show for Smallville. Um, now how they stretch out over nine years, uh, it still boggles the mind or maybe it was 10 years. I forget how long the Smallville lasted. Um, um, but now we're finally going to be able to get to see him in the suit, hopefully yeah. fly and do some crazy shit. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, definitely looking forward to, to seeing that. They better go get that suit that Henry Cavill wore. Cause if it's not <laughs> that quality, yeah, right. If if it's like if he got the one the suit that was on sale, yeah, you know the H H&M <laughs> and from thirty percent off suit section, yeah. Because Henry Cavill had like the 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 fall the fall collection that just dropped, right? The pre order, yeah, suit. If if Tom Welling has the on sale suit, nah, bro, yeah, nah, he better come back. He better write it in his contract. Like I need the good shit. Yeah. Don't make me look fucking stupid. It bet just that's all his contract needs to say. <laughs> the amount of money he's gonna make and yeah, don't make me look yeah. stupid. Uh, um. All right. Let, let's move on quickly here to uh to a story that's gonna lead into another something else that we're doing. Um. Let's talk super quick about Brad Pitt and he's made some recent comments. Uh, obviously, he just uh, has come out with the uh, the film Ad Astra, um, which his production company Plan B was behind, uh, but also he's the lead role of the film. Um, it, you know, some people have made a big deal about his performance in the film and that, oh, like maybe this is going to be Oscars worthy. Um, but he actually came out and said, uh, and I think the, the actual comment is, uh, oh man, I'm going to abstain. Uh, and then he also goes on to say, I mean, you never know, and it's really nice when your number comes up. Uh, but the goal is for the film to land to speak to someone, whether 
whether it's now or a decade from now, I find chasing it uh, actually a disservice to the purity of your telling uh, a story and shackling uh, thing to focus on. Um, and he's talking about doing an Oscar campaign yeah. um, for his role in the film or for the f- uh, film in general, um, which is kind of interesting because, you know, Brad Pitt doesn't actually, I think, do that many things that often. Um, but this year he just happened to come out with two films. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as well as Ad Astra. Um, both are you know that there's been some buzz that you know he could be up for an oscar in both uh, both uh, as a supporting role in uh once upon a time as well as uh maybe even uh as a as a uh, best performance best performance best male actor. Uh, for at astra um interesting that and i don't and to my knowledge i don't think he's ever actually won an oscar yeah. unless i'm mistaken uh don't expect the, to hit the Oscar campaign trail. But, uh, I think he's on. been nominated, but yes, I don't think he's yeah, I don't won. think he's ever actually won. Um, so it's very interesting that he's saying this because so, on one hand, this could be like the I don't want it, but then you actually do want it, and this is sort of your way to be like, I'm going to pretend like I don't want it. So when I do, or to make them think like it's like the reverse psychology shit. Uh, maybe if I just tell them I don't want it, maybe that means that they'll yeah. give it to me. Now, now, I think both those things could live in the same space at the same time, right? Sure. I think you could want something, but not want it bad enough to go and chase it, right? Like, yeah. hey, I, I do want to win, but I'm not going to go campaign for it. I'm not going to, uh, you know, try and convince everybody that they should give me that this award. Yeah. I, if I win it, great, because I do want to win it. If I don't, the quality of my work still speaks for itself and it's still a great movie. So yeah. I, I really respect what he's doing right here. He's like, I did the work already. I, I acted, I did, a, I, I put my heart and soul into it. Uh, it was a great performance. I just want the film to speak for itself. And for people, if they decide that they love it, you know, put me in, in, in Oscar contention, but I'm not going to go and try and convince you that this movie was great. Yeah. I just want you to find that for yourself. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think this is a, these are really good comments from him because I, I think this should be what it's about. It, the whole idea of campaigning for an Oscar to me is just silly. Like, so this film that I made that people can just develop their own fucking opinions about, you're telling me I have to go and fucking go on a, the campaign trail to like take people out to fucking lunch and fucking, you know, fondle their balls or some shit just to fucking get an Oscar. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Just fucking watch the movie and tell yeah. me if you like it or not. If you don't fuck it, then, like if you do good, like I, whatever, like just I, the whole idea of it is just weird. Like it, it, it shouldn't be that way at all. And yet it, it definitely is. You know, there is Oscar campaigning season when, you know, people go around and, and, and campaign for certain films and shit like that. And it's just all very, it's all very Hollywood in that it makes no sense. And yet somehow it's like a, the golden so, standard. Somehow it still yeah. happens. It's yeah. still perfectly acceptable to do. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think this is good for Brad Pitt. Although I, I will like to see sort of what his, like, I think he really wants that shit though. Especially for this film. I think, I think, I think it, he's and, proud of this. And film. I also think it's like some reverse psychology shit too. It's like, yeah, yeah, I want it. I don't want it. I'm not going to campaign for it. I'm just going to be at home with my kids trying to finalize this divorce with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and then people are going to be like, oh, wow, he's really a great guy. You know, uh, I'm going to vote for him. Right? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of reverse psychology there. But yeah. like I said, I think he wants it. 
Uh, but I do respect the fact that he's like, you know, I'm just going to let the work speak for itself. I'm not going to campaign for it. I'm not going to try and convince you to, to love it. If you love it, you love it. Great. If you don't love it today, that's fine. If you don't love it tomorrow, that's fine. If you find this movie five years from now and, and you really enjoy it, like one of the comments he made was that, um, so he was, uh, and I forget which interview this in, this was in, oh no, this was a GQ magazine, right? He was like, most of my films, which I feel uh, is a mistake, get uh, get defined by the opening weekend. Uh, I'll say this, I'll, you know, they'll say it's a hit or miss, but all of my favorite films I found after the fact, yeah. which I think is true for most people. Like, some of my favorite movies I don't ever remember seeing in theaters or, you know, opening weekend. It's it's kind of like a movie you stumble upon, right? Down the road, and you're like, holy shit, this is great. It's one yeah. of my favorite movies. Um, so, I identified with his comments in that interview. Yeah, and on that note, Yo, we have another fucking press play coming straight to your face, in your mug. Um, and straight of to course, your face. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do. It's like one of those things that it's it's it's, it's dumb, but it, it's also great. <laughs> straight to your face. But I like yeah. it. Let's keep it. Um, so uh, so of course we're doing our press play today on. The uh, the aforementioned um, uh, Brad Pitt and um, uh, the film Ad Astra. Uh, uh, do you want to give the quick synopsis of the uh, of the film? Yes, I do. I had just had it up, and I do not now. But I'm gonna mumble through this moment in which yeah. I find do, it do, again. Do, 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 do. Astronaut Roy McBride. <laughs> undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth of his missing father and his doomed expedition that now 30 years later threatens the universe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this was a film that actually just came out, um, uh, on the 20th, uh, of September. Um, and it was, uh, directed by, um, uh, it was directed by James Gray, uh, and it was also written by James Gray as well as uh, Ethan Gross. Um, should we just jump into the, to the to the plot? Let's, let's just go. let's get into it. Um, okay, so plot. Uh, what do we think? What do we what do we like about it? What don't we like about it? Uh, yeah, let's let's, let's get so it. So I saw this movie uh, two nights ago. Uh, what, what was it? Friday night, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm still trying to figure out it's still settling right because there, there are so many for me messages right the story is one about love and loss right it was about you know and we talked about this last night like understanding and accepting and when i say that i mean like you know understanding that hey there are things that in life that you're gonna understand there are things in life that you're not gonna understand mm-hmm. and you have to know how to balance those things and how to uh accept hey i'm not gonna understand everything right um to me, this movie was also kind of about about purpose, right? For some people, their purpose trumps all else, right? And that's kind of what happened with Tommy Lee Jones's character, who was um, uh, Roy McBride's father. Overall, I think the plot of this movie is very interesting. Um, it, it, it again, it's it's still settling, so I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it, and like that, you know. I wish I had more to say there, but like that's the honest assessment. I think this is one of those movies where it's going to take you a little bit of time to figure out like, hey, what was the movie's message and and how am I actually interpreting it? Yeah. But u- unique, interesting plot. I don't, I don't know if I've seen a movie like this. Um, You, you can maybe – and before the movie, before I saw the movie, I compared it to Interstellar yeah. with uh, Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that. 
right? No, after not having, even. Not after even having watched the movie, it wasn't that. Um, what was that movie with uh, 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 Matt Damon, The Martian? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, there's another space movie, right? But this also yeah. wasn't that. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, yeah. We're, we're used to, or not used to, but we we have a very sort of narrow view of what it means to be a space movie and what that entails and i think this movie was uh it didn't really actually ironically enough it didn't really have much to do with space yeah yeah and you know it didn't go as far as you know star wars so it wasn't like comical in that way right yeah um to me i think brad pitt's uh one of his comments was like you know we're all that we've got or we're all we have right that kind of summed up what this movie was about it's more so about like humanity and 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 relationships than anything else. Again, I think I thought the plot was unique. I thought Brad Pitt's character was uh, very real, and that a lot of people are um, that way, like feeling withdrawn, feeling kind of lonely, and not knowing direction, having suffered loss, and b- dealing with like emotional instability and issues um, while still having to maintain a presence like outside of your home and in front of everybody else, and um, navigate, you know. Y- life with your personal feelings and, and the things that you're experiencing at home. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought the plot to this movie was, <laughs> I, I thought after seeing it, it, it does need to like you, I, I need to see it a couple of times in order to like really uh, like assess like how I feel about it. But I think my initial reaction is it, it, it dresses itself up as complicated, but it's the most straightforward movie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so straightforward uh, that you're waiting for some sort of twist or some sort of whatever never really comes which is sort of welcomed i think in in this film like it, it it was fine like i i think at the end of it it's like okay i get it like you know i get what they're going for um and what i think is interesting with the film is uh they they speak to uh Brad Pitt's character um uh, uh Roy, Roy McBride um it's a sort of superpower that he has that he's cool under pressure right yeah. that these crazy things are happening around him and he's just cool as a bird i think they even when they do his baseline test um you know his heart rate never never, exceeded more than 81 beats per minute exactly um even under duress exactly and and i think that you see several even during the film during several points uh where it's sort of like oh he's kind of a superhero because of this thing um but then you you never take the time to understand the underlying reason for why that might be you know, and then as the film progresses, you see, okay, like it has a lot of shit to do with his father, who's again played by Tommy Lee Jones, um, H. Clifford McBride, uh, as his character in, in the film. Um, and I thought that was a very interesting aspect of the film that, uh, that, that I didn't appreciate until like after I watched it and then kind of sat with me for a second. Then I was like, okay, that, that was kind of cool how they take this thing that it's like, oh, like you should we appreciate this as film uh, as, as, as the audience watching the film, like, Oh my God, this is like his superpower. But really that thing isn't, it's a byproduct of something much deeper and much more sinister than, yeah. than um, and, and maybe sinister is not the best word to use. You come but, to find out that's like, it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. And it's sort of the reason why he can't really like he, you know, his wife uh, who's played by uh, Liv Tyler, um, who wasn't really in the movie at all. I don't, you could have had anybody in the film and it was going to be the same effect. Um, but uh, she played Eve, his, uh, uh, Roy McBride's wife. Um, you see that they get a divorce um, and uh, he spend, spends, a, you know, even at the beginning of the film, you see that he's still sort of like thinking about their, their relationship. Um, and you get to understand why he is the way he is 
through you know discovery of reconnecting with his father and um and all that so i i, I thought the plot for it was good if if albeit you know simplistic very simple but I, I thought it was it was good and I, initially i was like eh, that was passable but then i think it, it speaks to something more subtly um and uh, a little more nuance and i think we're we're used to seeing out of films like this where yeah. it's about space and it's about the exploration part of it where that was definitely took like a real backseat you know compared to that that the, the main storyline of brad pitt and his you dad. know what this movie's like hmm. Just New York style cheesecake, right? Not <laughs> okay. not not the raspberry swirl. It doesn't have like chocolate mousse on top or any of this or that. It's just classic cheesecake, right? Yeah. In which, you know, it it it, it is good. It's sometimes you want a little bit more. Yeah. Right. It's not bad. Very straightforward. But it was it was just a good movie. It, yeah. I don't have like it wasn't bad. It wasn't the best movie I've seen all year, but it was still a very good movie, yeah. right? Um, just like classic New York style cheesecake, right? <laughs> you can get more like you know exciting cheesecakes. It it wasn't bad. Yeah, tasted good. Didn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. It kind of just is what it is. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So let, let's. Uh, and I want to try to roll through these because I actually got to. I, I got to bounce. Yes, you do. Um. So uh, let's talk about uh, the characters uh, and the casting by credit on this is uh, Douglas uh, Abel. Um, uh, who did you like in the movie? Who didn't you like in the movie? Uh, let's hash it out. So uh, my, I mean, obviously Brad Pitt was phenomenal. Tommy Lee Jones, uh, he can't do wrong. Is this where he went after Men in Black? Probably. Did I'd he, did he yeah. join the space program? Was like, yeah, I'm about yeah. to go check out this uh, motherfucking Lemish project. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna save something for another for another show. I got I got a, a theory. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think we can, and I, I think we kind of agreed to do this. Mm. Where we're just like, let's see if we can stitch movies together. Yeah. Right. Didn't we? Yeah. We're gonna do a pro- so yeah. I want to save that. Okay. Um, uh, Donald Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Looked old as fuck. <laughs> well, mostly because he is old as fuck, <laughs> and he is. But like, he looked thirty years older than what he is in in real life, and he's he's like eighty, right? Yeah. Um, he looked a hundred and seventeen in this movie, which is uh incredible. Uh, I just kept looking at his face in this movie, like, yo, yeah, this, this old not, motherfucker, not aging. But well. anyway, so there there was a lot of big star, uh, a lot of big winners in this in this movie for me. But the person who what, surprisingly stood out the most was Ruth Niga who paid uh who played Helen Lantos um so she was the operations manager for I, I guess like the the space station on Mars yeah and her role and her presence in this film was very short mm-hmm. right um her conversations with Brad Pitt's character Roy McBride were very brief but very impactful very important their conversations where um here she is confronting the man uh, or the son of the man who essentially murdered her family. Right. But she has to come to him in a, in a way in which like, I somewhat need you. Uh, And I'm going to stop you there. I'm actually not sure what the point of that whole plot point was because it's like they were going to destroy Tommy Lee's character anyway. So why was she risking everything for Brad Pitt? Uh, for Rory McBride to go, it didn't. That didn't make much sense to me. So, I took it as like, just as much as he needed to know what happened, mm. 
she needed to know. But also she wasn't going. So it's like, well, you're never going to find out what comes of this. What she, I think what she was counting on was that he knew Roy go. He, Roy find out what happens. And he. But she, they never were. Anyways, I'm sorry. I, so I digress. I think that they, they were. The, the thing is, like, they were connected whether they liked it or not. And it, clearly she didn't like it because, again, you're the son of the man who murdered my father. And yeah. I still don't know why he did it. I, I, I need to know. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to risk everything that I've. I'm going to risk my life and my career, my job. I'm going to risk probably going to prison to help you, the son of the man who murdered my family, to go figure out what's going on, figure out what's happening, right? Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was... And Brad was going to go home. If it wasn't for her saying, we need to get you on that ship, he would have just went back to Earth, sure. right? Yeah. So it, it was her who pushed him to continue the mission and to find out what was going on, which brought him to his father. Yeah. Right. So I thought that their interaction was very meaningful. Her presence on um, uh, her time on screen was very short, but yeah. very powerful. And her outfit, the all black, uh, the, the, the top. I think I sort of remember the, what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and like the straight leg pants that belt out at the bottom with the heels. Yeah. Yo, her outfit was mean <laughs> in, in those like in that minute or two she appeared on. The yeah. Film. So uh, she was the standout character for me. And her outfit was incredible. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go with, uh, as always, uh, who my runners up are and then who my MVP is. Uh, my runner, my only runner up is uh, John Ortiz. Uh, he played Lieutenant uh, General Rivas. Um, I, 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 whatever I see him in, I enjoy. I remember he's oh, yes. in uh, Fast and Furious um, uh, as well as he's been in a couple of other things that I've that I've seen. Um, very, very good actor. Um, I think he need, they, they need to give him something like that's like a major role i, I think uh, in some project uh, at some point um but then i, I would say my, my mvp is is going to be uh helen uh lantos uh and i think she she brought a, a bit of a she, her, her she brings the brad pitt's character had the emotion when he records that message that that was uh, wasn't the scripted message it was the emotional message uh uh yeah um that started sort of the emotional pull of the of the of the film, but I think she cemented it um, with that conversation that she she had with him, um, and uh, yeah, I, I you know I know you said a, a lot about her, so so I kind of leave it as that. The person who I was disappointed in was Liv Tyler, and not I'm not even disappointed in her, but just disappointed she she got zero screen time. They, they, they I, I'm. Did she Skype in her performance for the show? Like, did did he just record something else? Like, <laughs> hey, let's just get this on Skype real quick. No need for you to and come in. She might have just been uh, um, digitally augmented. Like, <laughs> that probably wasn't her. They, they just put someone's. They put CGI'd her face her. on someone who was yeah. available non set. Um, you know what she reminds me of? Yeah, like a weeping willow, like a tree. It's, it, that shouldn't like that, sh- that shouldn't make sense to me, but womp, somehow it does. Womp. But. Yeah. She is the only actress on planet Earth who could have played this role. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, she is the only woman who's ever dated uh, another astronaut who's died in space. Ben, uh, that's uh, very true. ben Affleck and, yeah. and um, Armageddon. No, he so, didn't die. So, he lived. Oh, no. It Bruce was Bruce who died. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. so she just needs to stop. Yeah. And if you haven't, fuck is wrong with you. <laughs> um, so, 
she just needs to stop dating astronauts. I, yeah. uh, it's not him. It's it's you, Liv. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're dating the wrong people. You're dating people who have to be gone for extended <laughs> periods of time, but you still want them to be there. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, she was kind of like any anybody who could have played her character, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, she yeah. was there and she wasn't, but... When she was there, I think she was she was good in being that like. Oh, she she, was, she uh, Liv Tyler is a great actress, but she, yeah. but yeah, she she just got zero screen time in this film. All right, let's, let's talk about the cinematography for, for the film. Um, and the cin- cinematography was done by Hoyt van uh, Hoytima, uh, and the film was edited by John uh, um, uh, Axelrad and Lee Hagen. Um, Hoyt van Hoytima, um, I fucking love uh love his cinematography. He he works a lot with, um. Uh, Christopher Nolan, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's not also working. Oh, he is working on the the new uh, Christopher Nolan film Tenet, um, but he's done things like Dunkirk, Interstellar, and I think he did one of the. I think he did The Dark Knight Rises, although I might not be. Uh, that might not be true. I might have lied about that. But uh, but he definitely he. I'm sure he helped out you know the production a lot tremendously because he worked on Interstellar. He's the cinematographer yeah. for uh, Interstellar as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we felt about the the cinematography. Super quick. Uh, my quick thoughts on it. it I love the use of colors in this film. Um, I thought they used them excellently. Um, uh, and I thought they 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 did some interesting things with color in, in this film at at certain points to evoke certain emotions. Um, and um, and I and I thought it was very well plotted as far as that goes. Um, the the other thing that I that I noticed was uh, the the use of zoom shots. Uh, that they 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 used a lot of zoom shots uh, a, a lot um, in strategically in certain moments to sort of convey certain things. Uh, and I thought that was well well plotted out. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think um, the cinematography here was beautiful in in capturing. Um, the different environments that they're in, right? Space station on Mars, you know, the red, um, uh, I particularly remember the tunnel in which, um, Ruth Nega's character, Helen and, and Roy McBride are walking down that kind of like dark, mysterious, uh, tunnel where they're met by that, like, um, other government agent who tells her at that point, like, Hey, this is where you stop. Like that environment, that scene and the lighting and the cinematography there was, um, it, it really set a mood for yeah. like where they were, right? They're, this is clearly not Earth. This is somewhere else, right? Yeah. Um, and then when they're out in space, and like you said, the zoom shots, uh, phenomenal cinematography, the the space rover chase scene, the car chase yeah, scene that was on very the moon, interesting, yeah. um, the way they shot that, um, the way they used cameras, you could tell were mounted on the vehicles, and then you could obviously tell that they were maybe like aerial overhead cameras, and uh, the variety of, techniques that they used to shoot that scene was beautiful yeah i'm gonna tie in audio really quickly in this movie because they're in space right there's an absence of sound and they captured that perfectly so both great cinematography mixed with uh audio uh that really drives home the 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 environment that they're in i thought that was done perfectly yeah um yeah all that's very true and and then in speaking about the sound uh or the soundtrack uh the audio or the the, and, and just honestly, the audio in general, I think it was very well done from that perspective. I think they did spend a lot of time contemplating sort of when to use sound and when not to use it. And and because you're doing a space movie, that has to be a factor in the film, you know. Uh, and I think they, they did that very well. And the music by credit on this film is uh, Max Richer. Um, I, and I one of the moments that I noticed uh, very well was uh, when he when him and um, his father confront each other. 
um, it almost sounds like a dream. I don't know if you, you you were hearing the same thing, but like it felt like it was sort of this more breathy kind of tone to their to 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 whatever they did to the audio, and it, it creates this almost like dream atmosphere. Um, and honestly, that that felt I felt like that was kind of like a a, a through line through the, the the whole film, where it's kind of like almost like surreal, kind of like. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, but um, but it created a certain atmosphere that I thought was I was I was like, is this dude just tripping on acid or something like that? Yeah. Is this actually happening? You know, um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, I, I thought the I thought the soundtrack was really good and it, it paired well with um, uh, the, the 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 film. Um, let's talk about any quick notes that we might have uh, on the film outside of that. Uh, do you have anything? Yeah. So I mean, like the again. Overall, I would give this movie um, a really high rating. I'm going to give this movie like a B plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great watch. Like, definitely go and see it. I think you're going to enjoy it. Is it the best movie of the year? No. Is it? Um, <laughs> your endorsements of films are funny. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to change your life? No. But are you going to enjoy it? Maybe. Was I don't know. Brad Pitt's performance? Um, stellar performance I do think this is one of uh, his best movies to date uh, his role in Inglorious Bastards yeah. was probably one of my favorite Brad Pitt moments but this is also at the top of the list for me yeah um, uh, there were some some things in the movie that just kind of like happened and like you know there was no not much of an explanation there so like the monkeys that yeah. shit came out of nowhere yeah the monkeys came out of nowhere um, uh I do like the fact that it was set in the future, but they never really kind of told us like when and where, like what time. I actually, I actually enjoy it when they don't get too far into it. And in fact, yeah, at it, the beginning of this movie, there was a lot of explaining, and I was like, eh, just jump into the shit. I don't need to. Know I, I would all love the to have known like how far, like give me some presence of how far in the future this is, right? But um, at the same time, to your point, it's subtle. I hate. It. We're not going to really. It, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Um, again, overall, I think. Brad Pitt, great performance, uh, really great cast in this movie, beautiful cinematography, beautiful sound and audio. Um, should he be in the Oscar conversation based on the movies I've seen this year in terms of best performance or best male actor? Yes. Uh, is this movie? I, gonna, I wouldn't put him there. Is this movie going to win best picture? No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I didn't really care too much about, I mean, I, I thought he did great for the film, but also like, I don't know. I, I That's a whole separate conversation that I don't have that much time to get into. Um, well, my quick notes is, Fly ass kicks that he was yeah wearing. the yeah. Uh, NMD city socks yeah. the triple whites with the gum bottoms yeah. I know that because I have them <laughs> and I, I when I saw him on his feet I was like I leaned over to uh, the person I was with and I was like I got them and she was she was like I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um uh and then the only the, the only other note I had was um this is the highest example that I can for anybody who d- misunderstands this particular issue watch this film and it'll lay it out perfectly. I've never seen a greater demonstration of white privilege in my entire life. I've never. It, it was incredible. This guy illegally hops onto a space shuttle, kills all the members yeah. on the fucking space shuttle, goes to space, returns, and they're like, hey, what's up, Slim? Yeah, How's it like, going? Hey. You all right? How was the trip? How are you, chap? How's your, how's your journey? He, he was directly responsible for the death of four people. <laughs> and, and and not even like mysteriously. No, there's a recorder. Everybody knows what the fuck happened. Yeah. And he, they, he they admitted even, to it. They, he doesn't go to court. They don't no. have like a court martial. <laughs> <No>. Nothing. <laughs> Incredible. This is what. It, come on. If it was a black dude, 
the four of them wouldn't even need it to have yeah. died. He would have just broken into the the space shuttle. They were like immediately yeah. injection. He's they're, getting they're, the he's getting the needle. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I did thought that was again. He was directly responsible. For his his recklessness was directly responsible for the death of two people, and there was like no consequences for that. None it was, it was whatsoever. Um, Wild. What I did notice is though, is the two people, in, two black people in this movie died quick as fuck. The the lieutenant who was accompanying yeah. him on the on the ride to like the space station to take yeah, the yeah. Neptunes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forget his name, but um, when they were the car chase scene, yeah, when they yeah. got attacked by the bandits, he just got shot in the fucking yeah. Head. And you didn't yeah. even know he was dead until they just kicked his body off. And, the- they, and then Brad Pitt <laughs> literally just threw his body off of the space rover, and I was like. <laughs> all right <laughs> right and then um the oh, the actress uh, I, f- I forget her name but she was in uh, i think she was in like skyfall with um uh with uh tom, nah, cruise. I, I, tom cruise uh you you mean um then what's his the, name? james bond what's that girl yes uh, kimberly elise no i don't i don't think that's the same no that, that's i'm looking at her right now it's uh kimberly elise uh she was definitely in in uh Skyfall. She was in John Q. She was in the Manchurian Candidate. She definitely wasn't in Skyfall, though. She, I thought she did some. Nah. I I know who you're talking about. Uh, it's definitely yeah, okay. never mind. Uh, anyway, so and her character, right? She was in maybe like a total of like two minutes of the movie, um, and then as soon as Brad Pitt snuck onto the onto the spaceship, I don't even know how like she died. Meaning that like she like just I guess hits her head or some shit. Like uh, that? So like air air pocket or air vacuum opened up propelled her forward she smashes her head into into the door and she's dead yeah i'm like yo i wonder if she knew that going into this movie hey black lives matter she's like, man. man i should have took that other movie <laughs> but anyway um, uh if you have not seen it go see ad astra it is in theaters now ladies and I gentlemen recommend it that was uh that was our press play on, on an astra um yeah, we press play on this film we hope you do as well let us know what you think about it drop us a comment uh tell us how you feel about the film um what are your thoughts or lack of thoughts uh on the film um ladies and gentlemen that's a fucking show for us i gotta get the entire fuck out of here um i appreciate you guys listening as always uh if you stuck with us this entire time you're a true fan of the fucking show we appreciate you love you but also hit that like button hit that subscribe button uh and hit that share button share the shit with uh, anybody and everybody who could benefit from our oftentimes nonsensical commentary um outside of that you got anything else for him that's all, all right. fade out ladies and gentlemen we out this motherfucker.